Nowadays, I actually feel like I have been liberated. I've broken free from a invisible jail. I really feel having done this digital detox myself and created a freedom-based lifestyle that I've actually finally got out of prison. I didn't even realize quite how badly I was trapped in jail until I broke free. And I can sincerely say from the bottom of my heart that I feel that breaking out of this endless tyranny of constant connection and screens and all this stuff all the time and endless internet and checking, 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 breaking out of it, I really feel like I've saved my life, saved my life. And I'm not saying that in a figurative way with an exaggeration. I literally mean that if I hadn't done this, I would have lost the quality of life. My life would have been sucked into the internet, sucked down the rabbit hole, and I would not be experiencing anywhere near the level of freedom, the level of joy, the level of wealth, the level of mastery that I now experience. These days, I still have a laptop. I, you know, I'm using a laptop now to record this. I still use technology, I still have you know electricity, I still have the internet box, but it is reduced by about 98%. So I'm 98% less internet use than ever before. I still have a cell phone, but I use it very sparingly only for business, and it's not actually my personal cell phone. I got rid of my cell phone. These days... I have much better communication with real people. I either talk to them on the phone or meet people in person. So my relationships are much better. I've done away with social media for my own personal use. I use the internet to create wonderful things to help others, but I don't use it for my own consumption like I used to do. It sucked tons of my time. I don't have text messages coming in. I hardly ever use the email anymore. And ironically, and this I think is quite funny, I hardly ever use any of these things. But nonetheless, I'm helping more people on the internet than I was before, making more money. Our business is making more money because we only use it when we need to instead of wasting our time. I'm at least three or four times more productive. And... I'm just enjoying life more. I love being in nature. I travel more. I have better health. I can look after my health more. I have better relationships with people I know. I have better rest. Yeah, I now have a record player. In fact, I have two record players with loads of records. I read hardback books. Yeah, I actually sit out and enjoy being in the sun or sitting on a deck chair or having a nap in the hammock. Right? My life, I'm actually enjoying my life. Whereas before... I had all these things available, but I never really used them because I was trapped in the invisible jail, the jail without any walls that I didn't realize sucked down the rabbit hole. So while now, finally, technology is serving me and I'm having a fantastic and beautiful life beyond what I even could possibly imagine when I was growing up, despite the wonders that I have now, It didn't always used to be like this. So here's my story. How did I get out of this endless addiction to technology that has taken over the world and claim a life 
of freedom and peace and actually entered into this new future, the future that we want to live, the future of real freedom, the future where technology serves you, where it gives you the life you want instead of you on me checking and wondering and getting trapped in it and becoming a slave to all our devices. Well, I'll admit it, I have been a sucker for tech stuff my whole life. Since I was a kid, I was obsessed with techie stuff. I remember wanting digital watches and anything tech-related, I would gobble it all up. And my parents didn't have much money, so they never gave me the stuff that was the coolest, newest things. I had to put up with this second best or third best. And I remember going through old catalogues, of all this cool stuff that I could get and of course I could never buy any of it so I always had this desire for more tech more tech more tech of course the first techie thing that I got addicted to was the television I used to love my you know Saturday morning cartoons and checking out whenever I could watch TV I'd watch TV my parents tried to of course limit it but you know once you get addicted to all those flashing things and stories it's you know it's hard to pull the plug so from a young age I was addicted to television and wanting more technology and getting my hands on anything that could distract me and you know just suck it into it like nearly everyone these days and when I was about 10 my dad bought a Mac Classic 2 That was our first family computer. It was a black and white little thing. You might have seen one, might have even had one. And at the time it was cutting edge. And of course nowadays it looks like it doesn't do anything. But back then, you know, it was the coolest thing ever and you could play games on it and you could make little drawings and you could write letters. And I used to customize the computer, the icons, and we got these special software to mess around with it and make it do stuff that it wasn't normally able to do. And I spent hours in front of that thing. Of course, growing up, I also spent a long time in front of the television, another wonderful glowing rectangle that would give me brainwashing on a regular basis, watching the latest movies and cartoons and soap operas. When I got back from school, first thing I would do is watch TV. I even got a TV in my bedroom later on in life and when I was a teenager and I used to watch the morning shows as I was getting up and it's just TV, tech, you know, not that I spent all my time in front of it, of course I had friends and all the rest of it, but that kind of addiction to screens for me started at a very young age. And around 99, my parents bought me a computer of my very own, a Macintosh Of course, since our second name was Macintosh, how could we possibly buy anything apart from a Macintosh computer? And I was into, you know, design, graphic design. And so I got that computer and I could do design stuff and I could mess around with it. You know, it wasn't really that that good. Couldn't do that much compared to what we can do nowadays. But for me at the time, it was a wonderful thing. So I played around with it. And then we used to get internet. The internet came around 2000 for a lot of people and we had this dial-up internet. I still remember it now. It was this purple little box and my friend had to come and install it for me because it was complicated how to get the thing working. And you dial up and you go and they make all these strange noises. And 
and then there it was and you could like just barely browse something and you have to wait ages for emails to come in and so I got my emails and I could go online and you know it was it was fun at the time but nothing like what we have nowadays and it certainly wasn't particularly addictive because there's barely anything on it there was no social media there was hardly any emails I mean you couldn't watch movies on it you know internet back in those days was basically pretty boring Next thing that came was, of course, cell phones. All of a sudden, everyone wanted a cell phone, so you could call people, and then you could text. And I remember getting back and forth, texting people. And and then I started finding, like, when's the person going to text me? And I, that's when I started noticing the weird phenomena of waiting around for a text message. And I find that some of these things, looking back, were warning signs that this is unhealthy. I remember sitting there in these different conversations with different people, thinking, "When's when are they going to get back? Especially romantic uh, relationships. When's she going to get back to me? Did she get my message? Did she see it? And I started noticing quite large chunks of my time were spent in not really being present with what I was doing because I was wondering if someone had got back to me on a text or if they were going to call me. So after getting a cell phone, I noticed something changed and I was no longer as present and conscious as I was before that. And also email started becoming the same thing. If someone got back to me on email and if it was really important and I wanted to check my email, I'd have to go to great lengths to like find an internet cafe somewhere out of my way and cycle there or drive there and go and check the messages and check the phone. And I started noticing this is starting to become a bit of a problem. And one day I was out and about wandering around in a park and waiting for a text message to get back and starting to feel a little bit really disturbed frankly about the fact that I'm not able to fully enjoy being here in nature right now because my attention is on whether or not this person's going to get back to me and then maybe they did get back to me and then I'd get back to them and then I'd wait for them to get back to me again and it really started to drive me insane so I was sitting there on a bridge looking over the lake It was a lovely day, beautiful green trees and grass, lovely lake in the middle of Cambridge in the countryside and feeling the pain of wondering when this message is going to get back and really just tuning into, is this even a good idea? Is these cell phones really worth it, frankly? And all of a sudden I noticed some different part of myself reach into my pocket grab my cell phone and all of a sudden I noticed my arm toss the phone way out into the middle of the lake and I saw it flying through the air flying through the air and then bloop and it splashed in and bloop 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 disappeared into the fishes all the way down to the bottom of the lake. <laughs> and I was exhilarated. I was exhilarated. And 
absolutely liberated from the tyranny of that damned thing. Ah, it felt so good. It felt so good. I was kind of surprised at myself because it happened all of a sudden. (laughs) But I felt absolutely wonderful. And I was celebrating all the way back, thinking, oh, my God, this is so good. I don't have to get involved with all this stuff. This is unhealthy. I'm free. And then shortly after that, I cracked and went and got another phone. And then the same thing happened again. You know, people would call me, I'd call them. I felt like I was always on call. I was waiting for text messages and getting caught up in all this stuff and trying to have these these conversations through text. And it felt like, again, I'm trapped in this nightmare. And around that time, I ended up moving to Hawaii, which is a whole other story. And when I moved to Hawaii, which is a bit abrupt and unexpected of course when I arrived there my phone didn't work because it came from England so the cell reception cell companies are all different so basically I was out without a phone again and I felt absolutely liberated no phone I could enjoy the beaches I could enjoy being present I wasn't trapped in all this stuff and I felt like I got my life back again it was a huge improvement but then of course I got in a relationship and my girlfriend had a phone and that was actually all right because if people wanted to contact me, they had to call her number and I would talk to people using her phone. Actually, that was quite a good arrangement because it wasn't my phone. It wasn't something that I had around with me. I didn't carry it about with me, but I could use it now and again. It was more like having a landline and I quite liked it. That was a wonderful thing. But then people started complaining, oh, but I need, why can't you have your own phone? Well, I need to contact you personally. I don't want to have to go through this other person. And one of my friends particularly begged me, pleaded with me again and again, please get a phone, please get a phone, please get a phone. And I was like, no, I don't want a phone. I have bad news. I they had a problem with them before. They, I find them stressful. Oh, no, but get a phone, get a phone. So after enough pleading and begging, I said, all right, I'll get it just for you. And I thought to myself, well, if I am going to get a phone, I want to might as well get a cool one because the iPhone had just come out the previous year. So I thought, right, well, in that case, I'll get a cool phone. So I got an iPhone and it was great. So I was like, this is so cool because I still loved my tech and I always wanted the best laptops and the best everything. So I got my iPhone and there's all these cool apps and I used to click around on it and I was all excited about it. And it was this new, wonderful thing. But again, same thing happened. Got into endless messaging with people, but the iPhone is a lot worse than these other flip phones. Not only can you text message, you can also go on Facebook, you can also check out all these different apps and check out the news. And so I ended up using this thing more and more and more. And again, felt like I was being trapped in my phone. But everyone else had phones as well, and everyone else seemed to be using them, and it seemed like that's just the way it is. So I thought, all right, well, you know, this is this is kind of cool. And again, I got into it, got a little bit addicted to it. And it wasn't until I went to India Many years later, after becoming accustomed to having this thing with me, my trusty little friends I keep in my pocket, 
When I finally got to India on a retreat, you can't use your phone really because it's a different country. There's these big roaming charges and everything. So I had to have it locked up and put away in my suitcase. And what happened? I felt fantastic. This is great. I felt like I could be present with what I was doing. Felt like I could think properly, think my own thoughts, think much clearer, much more powerful thoughts. And I started noticing my my level of joy increasing, my level of ease and grace and synchronicity and magic started appearing more and more and more. And all these things that I thought, you know, I was doing great and everything was fine. But really, I realized that, again, I was trapped in a little mess and this thing was a problem. So that experience in, in India, three weeks away from the whole thing, gave me an insight into how wonderful it was to not have a phone again. Then, of course, I came back and then you have internet all the time and you can check messages all the time and I felt again I'm checking this thing many 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 hours of the day many times a day and I started really feeling look maybe I'm the only one who's got a problem here am I the only person who can't handle this so I used to tell people look do you feel that your phone is like taking your time and do you feel like it's a bit addictive and many people would say to me, oh, no, 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 I'm good with my phone. I hardly ever use it, really. And, you know, it's not a problem for me. I just use it when I want to use it. And this is the sort of response I got from a lot of people. So I used to think, well, maybe I'm the only one who has somehow managed to get addicted to their their phone. But as I looked around me and traveled around and I remember going to an airport and seeing that everyone everyone literally everyone had a phone either in their hand looking at it or was carrying it with them running around the airport with their phone I started thinking actually I'm not the only person with a problem with their phone this is a global madness and this is unhealthy so I started really questioning what is going on here why are these companies doing what they're doing what is really happening here and then a year later I went to India again and of course same thing happened couldn't use my phone very much so I felt fantastic I felt liberated I felt I had my freedom back I felt I could think properly ah this is great but I also noticed that I'd developed quite a strong addiction to checking my phone so I would sneak back into my room and get my phone and find somewhere where I could check my internet go online check Facebook check emails check the news and I started noticing that I was psychologically attached to using this thing and then when I got back from India that second time I thought look we've got to pull the plug on this thing this is not healthy this is not a good thing and so I decided to try not having a phone at all so what I did is I turn it off and I give it to Ariel my partner and she would hide it I say Ariel take this away from me I'm not going to use it for a week you can give it back to me next week and as soon as my phone was gone, I felt like I had more time, I felt I could focus, I felt my joy increasing, I felt like I was more present, I could do better work. Ah, it was fantastic. 
And then now and again, the internet would go off. We'd have a power cut because of lightning or heavy rains or something. And the internet would go out, electricity would go out, and I'd feel even better. This is fantastic. Nothing is stopping me here. There's nothing distracting me, nothing pulling my attention. And I noticed again and again that every time I gave my phone away or any time the internet went out, I felt much, much more conscious, much better, much happier. But then it would come on again and I would immediately go and check it. So then what I started doing is consciously blocking the internet. So I got these different apps on the computer that would would restrict my time. So you can, for example, set it so that when you press the button, the internet is not available. So I couldn't check anything and I immediately felt like I was able to focus better as soon as the internet wasn't wasn't distracting me. But the problem was that I was part of me was looking forward to when it would come back on again so that I could go back and check this and check that and look at this thing and watch YouTube videos or whatever it was. So I noticed the addict was just kind of sitting in the corner waiting for him to get his little feed again. Ah, and after a while, I started really questioning, look, is this healthy? Is this a good idea? Can can I actually live without it? These devices are supposed to help us, but actually what's happened is it created a huge addiction. And I remember saying to Ariel, look, we need to stop using these things. If everyone is using all this stuff all the time, and everyone is spending hours and hours and hours checking their phones... Surely this is not healthy. Then I started doing research about it and finding that there are these things are actually weaponized. They're designed to be addictive and that the average person is spending four or five hours a day on their phone and picking it up 100 or 200 times or more. And the more I researched, the more I realized, actually, I'm not the only one who has a problem with this. This is a huge global addiction and this is a genuine big problem and once I understood this isn't just some issue that I personally have this is a huge global drama happening this is like a mass delusion then I had the courage to put a stop to it so I said to Ariel like we need to pull the plug on this stuff this is really unhealthy and she said to me well, maybe it is for you, but I haven't got a problem with my phone. I'm perfectly fine. You know, I only use it for service. I hardly even use it at all. And that's the same response I heard from many other people. You know, Michael, you have a problem with your phone. You need to get over it. I haven't got a problem with it. I hardly ever use it. So I said, all right, fair enough. Maybe I do just have a problem. And I let her carry on with using her phone all the time. And I tried to get rid of mine and I'd check it and this and that. So I was still suffering from this too much internet and the internet on all the time and I, I tried to do it on my own but it really wasn't possible because if she wanted the internet on and I wanted it off and she would complain if I turned it off and if I told her maybe we should try and take a day off a week and she's like no 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 I haven't got a problem with my phone and I remember telling her look why don't you just see how long you spend on it because she said she hardly ever spent any time on it so I said well there's this app that's called moment moment and it tracks how long you spend on your phone and how many times you pick it up why don't you install it to see for yourself how long you spend on your phone 
Because when I installed it, I was shocked to find out I was spending about three or four times longer on my phone every day than I realized. And it was pretty alarming, pretty shocking. So she installed the app and started to becoming slightly concerned about her own usage. And I was wanting all along for all these months to just pull the plug, pull the plug. But I knew that it would be very hard if we didn't do it together. And months went past and there came a point where Ariel started coming to me saying, I can't handle this. Something is horribly wrong. There's too many people. I can't get back to them. I'm getting all these weird messages. You know, Facebook is full of all these bad vibes. I don't like being on there. And I was like, ah, she's actually experiencing what I was experiencing now. And then she started saying, like, something's got to change, something's got to change. I can't put up with this anymore. This is an absolute nightmare. What are we going to do? And that, that was when I knew it was time. It was time to pull the plug. And before I tell you what happened next, I'd like RL to share her own experience. <laughs> 